Hi guys, welcome back to Solar Deo Gloria. My name is Gracie, and this is the second time we're recording this. So we're like trying not to laugh right now because um, my brother called me in the middle of the last time, and I just sit down and do one take and don't edit it because why not just be original and authentic about it? Um, but I have a special guest today. Her name is Jessie Cortez, and we've known each other since like the dawn of time. Um, so yeah, and she is someone that. Um, her faith just not only inspires me, but other people, and she's a leader, and yeah, I just think she has a lot of wisdom to bring to the table, so yeah, Jessie, say hello. Hi, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Shout out to Deacon. Shout out to Deacon Ritter update. <laughs> um, introduce yourself again. <laughs> okay, so like she said, I'm Jessie. Uh, we've known each other since third grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to elementary school, middle school, high school, because it was all the same building yeah. um, <laughs> together, <laughs> And we've cheered on the same cheer teams. We've done lots of leadership stuff at our school. And um, we've been friends ever since. And it didn't stop after high school. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. So how did you come to know the Lord? What's, like, your testimony? So, <laughs> this is so weird. We've already done all this. <laughs> so, um, like pretty much all the CCS kids and Christian school kids, we've kind of like grown up in the church, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of hard to like say, oh, like I was a drug addict and then I met the (laughs) Lord and then my life was changed, you know? It wasn't all that. Uh, So I went to the same church since I was born. Um, My mom had me and immediately went to that nursery. And so (laughs) I've always known church. I've always known the name of Jesus, which is such a blessing because not everybody has that. But Mm -hmm. anyways... I was about seven years old, and um, I was at Awana's. It was a Wednesday night, and, you know, they did, like, the whole altar call, but for little kid version. And so (laughs) I raised my hand. I went home. I talked to my parents about it. We prayed together, all the things, and they waited, like, a year, which at the time, I was like, I don't really know what's going on. I'm just a little tiny tot. (laughs) Um, But they waited a year before they would let me, like, get baptized not that baptized getting baptized or baptism saves you because it doesn't but it is a symbol of your salvation and they made me wait a whole year and that's because they didn't want me to be following the crowd and just like being like them like you know oh my parents are saved so I can be saved my friends are saved I can be saved you know and so yeah um obviously my walk and my salvation and everything I've had highs I've had lows I've had all the seasons but um yeah you know it started when I was seven and it's been going ever since so yeah awesome so what is your quiet time looking like right now like what are you doing I don't know just what's your quiet time okay so I all of high school this is kind of riding myself out here all of high (laughs) school like especially once I could drive I would listen to the bible app every morning like on the way to school because my drive was like 30 minutes and I was like you know that's that's good that's a good little checklist you know I can do that every day um like how holy am I and (laughs) (laughs) recent more recent you know after senior year getting into college I was like that's not gonna cut it anymore like that's fake Mm -hmm. and this is just a checklist you need to be more intentional and not Mm. to say that I didn't have moments like that in high school but as like a whole when I look back I don't really remember a time other than COVID quarantine like our junior year of high school yeah when everything was shut down so there was no need for me to be in the car every day yeah (laughs) um and so you know but 
once I would like get busy and I would have like uh, excuses to not like stay up late or wake up early to read my Bible or whatever. Um, but now as of recent, I've realized that the checklist doesn't really work. That's not enough to like fill you. That's not like, I'm always going to be hungry if I never feed myself with the Holy word. And so now I pick a a book of the Bible and then I also read with Gracie too, but, (laughs) and then every night, because I've realized I'm not a morning girl. I already wake up <laughs> at the crack of dawn for practice. And I just know it's not going to be as intentional if I do it then. Yeah. So at night, I get on the side of my bed. Literally on my hands and knees. Um, bow before the Lord. Uh, I think that's a really, really big part of like trying to be intentional. Yeah. Is like being humbling. And then I pick a book of the Bible. And I just read through it until I'm done. And I journal. And I do a devotional every day. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> So what are you learning from the Lord in your quiet times right now? Okay. What's he walking you through? (laughs) (laughs) What I kind of just touched on is the whole, like, bowing before the Lord. Um, Mm -hmm. I've realized Mm -hmm. that, like, we talked about in our first session of this, (laughs) (laughs) posture is important. um, And it's a heart thing. Yeah. And, you know, like, sitting on my bed makes me tired. So I'm not going to sit on my bed. Um, like sitting at my desk makes it feel like homework. So Mm. I don't sit at my desk. And so like, I just try and I sit on the floor, just literally on my knees, Bible on the carpet. Mm. Yes. (laughs) And I'm just reading. And I think that helps me be more intentional with reading my word. And, um, I think with having a study Bible also, I realize that, I don't fully comprehend unless I have some kind of commentary next to it. Yeah. And so that has been something that's a really big deal because when I've like listened to the Bible app in the past, like I'm just hearing it and then I get distracted by whatever I'm doing. And so to hold the physical book and go through it and see what other people have to say about it helps me keep it in perspective and not just like hear what I want to hear and apply it to my life and Mm. not all of it. (laughs) So yeah, that's that. True. And like she said last session (laughs) before Deacon interrupted, um, something that I was like telling her to that that's kind of what I've been learning. Um, But even in like a church setting, um, just talking to other people that have felt this way too, like, getting on your knees in worship and I was telling her that like I sit on the front row of like the college ministry which is at the very front of the church and so one time the Lord was just like get on your knees and I was like what <laughs> like it's a Sunday service like there's adults in here and like I'm at the very front like I don't want to make a scene and stuff and he's like why are you worried about them I've told you what to do and that's kind of how like I ended up like on the floor and stuff and now it's just like I love being on my knees mm-hmm. in front of him because it, make, it reminds me of my position, kind of like Mary being at the feet of Jesus and like reminding myself I'm here to worship him alone and like this is supposed to be my posture, like knees on the floor for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it just like hits different. Like it's just, yeah. I don't know, puts you in that position like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something that you're learning from the Lord like in church and stuff? So, the church you go to. Okay, so little story time. Um, I like I said, I was literally birthed into the church. Uh, <laughs> we went to the same church up until um, my senior year of high school, and then we decided to switch churches. And I was heartbroken because mm-hmm. that was my youth group. Those were 
that was my community. Like, I was a small group leader, and I was like, what? And at the time, I was leading worship, which was, like, really weird and big for me because I don't like to sing in front of people. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, God, I feel like you're using me where I'm at right now. Like, what? (laughs) Why are we doing this? And it was really hard for me, honestly. Um, And so I was like, whatever, like, it's fine. I knew after graduation I wanted to move to, like, a bigger college ministry because that my old church didn't have a college ministry like I wanted you know I was being like legalistic and stuff yes and so um I was like whatever like I thought I was gonna move in a year from now I guess I'll move now and just like start over and hopefully they'll have like a good college ministry (laughs) well jokes on me the, (laughs) the church that I go to now has like maybe 50 members every Sunday and so it's like this really small country road backwoods church and I love it because my college ministry is me the pastor's daughter and our teacher who's more like a mentor and I'm really really thankful that I didn't go the route that I thought I wanted um for my life because in my Sunday school class it's more of like I said like a mentorship and it's nice to have that break on Sundays every week, it is literally like a day of rest. <laughs> yeah. Because I go from being at school all week long, being mm-hmm. a part of a crowd, and then I thought I wanted to be a part of like this big crowd college ministry. Yeah. But I'm singled out in my class, and my teacher knows specifically my needs, specifically my life. Yeah. So that's really cool. Get called out easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely get called out easier. Yeah. So, um, what is just. I don't know, what is something that the Lord's revealed to you at being in a place like OCU where it is dark in a sense of just like there's not, you're like outnumbered now Mm -hmm. versus going to CCS where you have a lot of people that are very similar to you. Yeah. So um, (laughs) going from a Christian school bubble to a crazy dark campus is Mm -hmm. life-changing. Like, there's going to be nothing like it again in my entire life. I can promise you that. And so, um, I really had to decide, like, with my quiet time, like, am I going to make this faith my own? Or was this all a show, like, my entire life? Like, it's not easy anymore because there aren't my best friends next to me holding me accountable. Right. Like, it's not easy anymore because my friends aren't inviting me to youth events every weekend. Yeah. And it's not easy anymore because... I'm not the leader of all of our Christian school opportunities and stuff like that. Like, am I going to make this legit or is it just over now that everything is hard now? And so, um, what exactly is the question? Just like, (laughs) how has the Lord like revealed himself to you even in like a dark place like OCU? Okay. So he's revealed himself through BCM, Baptist Collegiate Ministry, if you know what that is. Uh Yeah. I am a huge fan of it at my school. Gracie is at OU. Um, it is a break from college. Yeah. But still being at college. Um, <laughs> you get to be around people that think like you, that understand what you're going through is incredibly hard. Being a light in every single room is draining. <laughs> and you get filled back up because it's a place where Christ is a center of it. And that's not how college is. So it's kind of rare to have friends like that in college. Mm-hmm. And so I really, really wanted intentional friendships like I had at CCS. And he gave that to me through my BCM and through my small group. Yeah. So, yeah. So in your small group, <laughs> is there someone that like, 
like pours into you that's older than you and what has been the importance of that in your life because I think it's easy in high school to be like yeah I have a mentor and a discipler because like you're, you're a high schooler and you're like it's so fun to have college kids like mentor you yeah. but then now like you're the college kid and it's easy to slip in to be like oh I'm not living with my parents anymore like I can do what I want I don't need people like mm-hmm. pouring into me but how cool and how has the Lord revealed himself also like through the BCM and having someone lead you? So yes, the answer is yes. I do have a mentor in my life. Her name is Elena. She's my small group leader at BCM. And um, she, like the first time that I met her, it just like clicked from there. And I don't know. I don't, it's just like, I don't know. You could say like a divine appointment or you could say just like a God thing because like I needed her in my life and she was there and she hasn't left. And that's amazing because there aren't very many people like that in college because you are just a face and you are just a name and you are just a number and like nobody really is intentional. And so she pours into my life. Um, and there's a really big difference to me mentorship versus accountability like yes your mentor is going to hold you accountable and yes your accountability partner is going to mentor you in some way but they're completely separate like gracie holds me accountable because we're in the same walk and we're in the same life season right now elena is my mentor because she's a senior in college and she's engaged and so you know she's kind of a few steps ahead of me and she can really reveal things to me that i haven't yet experienced yeah I guess in college and she's she's like hey these are the do's and don'ts of being a Christian on a dark un Christ-like campus yeah (laughs) and so I don't know I really really respect her and look up to her a lot because she's helped me so much to like stand out and not just follow the crowd yeah yeah so it's been like your biggest challenge recently or just like any time to overcome like with the Lord like a hurdle you've had to get over or are currently still like learning you know Mm -hmm. um okay in the last time that we filmed this I said (laughs) I said purity which is true yeah but I just thought of another one yes um actually (laughs) let's do yeah let's do both so purity um being we keep saying like we I keep saying like this Christian this Christian school bubble like my my growing up in church all the time Purity was always like, you can't do this, don't do this, blah, 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 blah. And I wish it had been more taught to me that purity isn't just being physically pure. It's it's like emotionally, mentally, and spiritually as well. Yeah. And like, I wish, I don't know. I wish that I just always had like a grasp of purity like I do now. Mm-hmm. And I'm still figuring it out, but everything is a heart issue and so that's something that I've had to learn at college like when all the friends that I know minus BCM Mm -hmm. (laughs) are like let's go party like do you drink and I'm like no and they're like wait what yeah sorry (laughs) don't understand and I don't vape and I don't do drugs and I don't have sex and I don't go out with them on the weekends and it's really really weird it's really weird to them and it's weird Mm -hmm. to me to not have friends that like understand my life choices yeah and so like I wish that it didn't take for me to understand that now I wish that would have just always been a thing that purity is starting in your heart and in your intentions it's not just like a list of like 
don't do this. Like, it's not, like, this legalistic thing. Yeah. Where, like, oh, if I don't do this, this, and this, and this, I'm pure. Mm -hmm. Like, no, sorry. It's a heart issue, and you can do all the things you're supposed to do, and you cannot do all the things you're not supposed to do. And if you have bad intentions, or if it's just, like, for a show, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't really count. Yeah. So. True. The next thing that I have that... (laughs) that I want to touch on is I've first semester was really struggling. And so was like a lot of our friends Yeah, with like, where am I at? Am I supposed to be here? Like, like what is going on? Yeah. Like <laughs> what is college? I miss CCS for once in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, that has been something that God is really like literally in the past week. Yeah. Like, revealed himself in like, Hey, I just needed you to trust me. I just needed you to go along for the ride. I don't care if you don't understand. Just go with it. Yeah. Because that's how I feel like my first semester of my freshman year was. was I was like, I'm at the school. I know absolutely nobody. Everybody is either out of state or at OU. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am on this stunt team, which is like cheer, but not at all. So I don't know what I'm doing there either. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't have as free of a schedule to get to go to BCM at the times they were at that I do now. And so I was just like, always like, I don't understand why I'm here. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like I wasn't getting anything out of it. Not like you need to get anything out of the places that God puts you in. Like you're there for a reason, whether you understand or not. But I just wanted to love walking through the doors he opened. Yeah. Like I was just like begging begging for like this passion to be where I was at because it makes it so much harder (laughs) when you don't enjoy where you're at and you still are like trying to be this light you're like very dim but you're still a light but you're like (laughs) dim and so um yeah I was really really begging God to like let me love where he placed me because I didn't I didn't want to be stagnant if he wanted me to move yeah but I also didn't want to jump when he was just telling me to wait Mm-hmm. And so that waiting game of first semester was really, really hard. And so in the past, like like I said, week, um, I've really been like, wait, the people around me, I love them. Yeah. Like, wait, <laughs> I actually love my stunt team. Right. I love BCM. I love my classes. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, okay. Like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't see the big picture. And that's fine. And I probably never will until I see him face to face. Right. But maybe not even then. Whatever. (laughs) I don't care. It won't matter then. And so, yeah, that's been something that I've been going through. And I think pretty much every college freshman goes through. Yeah. It's just being like, okay, don't really know where to go from here, but we're just going. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Like, I know whenever we still talk to, like, some people that still go to CCS or even are, like, in other high schools and stuff like that. And I think that's one thing that I know I always tell them, like, especially the seniors that are like, I just don't know where to commit. And I honestly just tell them, I'm like, just pick somewhere that you think the Lord is going to use you the most and where he's opening the most doors to. And you just have to trust and just jump. Like, you just have to go. And it's going to be dark. It's going to be confusing. You're going to be like, what the heck am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, even if it's, like, for just the first week of school, like, some people have experienced it even still now. Like, I know people that are like, I still don't like college. <laughs> it's yeah. the second semester. And, like... But some people I know went into college and the first week was hard and now they're like thriving where they're at. Like every walk I've had to learn, um, it's just so different. Like no matter where you are. And Mm -hmm. also know that like 
You're never going to out sin or outrun God's plan for you, like no matter how, how hard you try. Because I bet like at OCU, you probably were thinking like, oh gosh, was this actually God's plan for me? Yeah. Like, like he opened these doors and I thought I was taking the doors that I was supposed to walk through, but like, was this actually his plan? And like when you had those doubts, like what was something that you, I don't know, like did or just like a certain prayer that you prayed over and over to get yourself through those doubts? Well, one, like I already said, was the just absolute plea of help me love the doors that you've opened for me. Yeah, that's good. Because like I said, you don't have to love it for him to use you. Like you can still be used. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, because like we, like Gracie just said, um, he's not going to be like, eh, she doesn't <laughs> like it. I mean, <laughs> she really messed up my plan here. I got to <laughs> rewrite it. Yeah. Like, no, not like that. So, um, yeah, just being like, Hey, what am I doing? Like, you don't have to reveal it to me, but can I at least like it? Yeah. <laughs> so, like it? so, um, that was probably the biggest prayer, but also, um, just the mentality of like, I had to think back to last summer and like my senior year mm. and being like, okay, what was I praying? And like, how did I actually get here? Yeah. Like when I rewind and I don't just look at like right here and right now and I'm like, Ugh, I hate this. <laughs> like, no, like pan out, look yeah. at it from the actual perspective of reality like when I was a senior I say this like it was five years ago this was literally a few months ago yeah um, when I was a senior I didn't have a dream school I mean I had a dream school my dream mm-hmm. school has always been going to the University of Hawaii because you know if you know me you know <laughs> and so that's always been my dream school but I've always known that just wasn't realistic and so I just always had this like little phrase like free school is better than the dream school and so I just kind of waited for opportunities to come to me because I had no starting point yeah like my friends have always wanted to go to OU and so they just that was their starting point and they went with it I didn't really have that luxury of knowing (laughs) what I wanted so I just kind of said okay god like if you open the doors for me to go to college like I'll just walk through them because I pay for my college. So free yeah. school is better than the dream school. And Amen. then, yeah. And so <laughs> going to OCU, that's where like the doors were opened and it was just one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And then I got there in August and I was like, Oh wait, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I had to really wait out the first semester. And then I had to think back to those moments of, well, I just asked for doors to be open and they were. So yeah. I walked through them I don't think I messed up. I just need to wait it out. Yeah. And that's what I did. And here we are. That's so good. (laughs) What's like, and then last session I asked you this, this was like hard to think of, but what's the best piece of advice you've been given? And then also flipped, like what's the best piece of advice you can give to people listening? Okay. So I have two for advice given to me. And the more I think about it, it's not advice at all. It's just like, word (laughs) yeah it's just yeah you know the first one is if your prayers were answered right now how many people would be saved um and that's it's just you know rhetorical question like are you being intentional with the people that you pray for Mm -hmm. like are you being intentional about um 
making every day your mission field and that's good you know spreading the word and being a light and having your life be your ministry um not just waiting until you go to another country you know yeah um and so that that is one of the best things I've ever heard like honestly if if Jesus decided to answer my prayer right now like how many people would be saved because I this is crazy. You might understand this too. Yeah. When we were in high school, there would always be like, you guys know, you like, you know, unbelievers in your life. And I would look around me and be like, who? Yeah. Like literally who? When all you do is go to your Christian school, go to church, go to youth events, go to leadership things. Like who? Yeah. I don't. And I mean, obviously it's not that easy. Yes. I did know unbelievers before I got to college, but now if somebody were to be like, who are the unbelievers? I'd be like, who are the believers? Yeah. Literally, who are the believers around me? That is so true. And so, I don't know. God placed me in the place that I am right now to be a light. And, like, I need my prayer to be intentional about the people around me that are lost and the people that are saved. But, I don't know. You know? Anyways. So, that's the first one. Yeah. The second one, it comes from Isaiah 58, starting in verse 6 and going through the end of it. And um, I heard a pastor preach this, and it's he called it like the if-thens of spirituality. And it was like, do you think you're being, he said, do you think you're being spiritual just because like you read your Bible, because you go to church, because you say you love God and all this stuff? Yeah. Or do you think that being spiritual is what the Bible actually says, which is, are you feeding the hungry? Are you clothing the naked? Are you being there for the widows? Are you taking in orphans? Mm-hmm. All of those things that come from that passage. And so, I don't know. I That was probably another rhetorical question <laughs> that was like a piece of advice for me to think about and ponder because um, I don't want my faith to be something that I made up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, again, this is a great checklist. I'm doing it all. Like, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. Like, we love God, <laughs> you know, like I didn't want it, I don't. And I didn't want it to be like that when I heard that, um, being preached, preached. Yeah. Taught, taught, whatever. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. So just the advice of like your faith isn't what you make it. It's what God tells you yeah. to do. <laughs> That's so true. And how to be and how to live and how to think and what your heart feels and all this stuff. Yeah. So and is that like probably the best advice that you can give is just oh. <laughs> no no I wouldn't consider myself like a good advice giver so I don't know like <laughs> the first time like I said <laughs> that we filmed this I've said that a thousand times <laughs> but my immediate answer is don't be a gossip um <laughs> being a light is easier said than done, obviously. And one simple task that you can do that, I say simple as if it's not super hard, but one easy thing that you could actually do in your day-to-day life is not talk bad about people around you um, because yeah. that's a number one thing to make unbelievers think like they're not any different than you. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not, um, if you don't have the love of God in your heart to keep your mouth shut about somebody else, then we need to like retouch on that. Yeah. (laughs) Not that I'm absolutely perfect, but I know that it is an active decision to not open my mouth when I'm frustrated about somebody or to not open my mouth when I'm mad, you know, like it's, it's just such an easy thing. If you think about it, like 
why can I not just like keep my mouth shut? Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know. That's that's one of my biggest pieces of advice is because you don't want to make believers and unbelievers around you stumble mm. by the things that you say. That's so good. Mike dropped. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not the best, so <laughs> I wouldn't know. Do as I say, not as I do. Right. <laughs> so just to kind of close this out. So the name of the podcast, Deo Gloria, is like only for the glory of God. And what's some encouragement to give to people about living for the glory of God, but not in a way of striving and in a way of like relationship? And I don't know, just that as a whole. How can you encourage somebody to do that? Um, check your heart. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think my kind of whole theme of what everything I've answered today is like your faith needs to be a heart thing not like a legalistic task thing right not like oh I'm doing this because I was told to or I'm not doing this because I was told not to it's more of does your heart have the love of God in it yeah like is the Holy Spirit in you guiding you and directing you and that's why you want to live for the glory of God or is it more of like oh I'm such a Christian I want everybody (laughs) to look at me and see Jesus like you know what I mean it's different like when your intentions are different you know and that's something that everybody needs to ask themselves every day yeah believer or unbeliever it doesn't matter it's just such a big heart thing especially in like a dark campus when you're like um I know my Sunday school teacher is gonna ask me what I've done for the glory of God this week. So what am I going to do about it? Yeah. Is it just for the answer? Mm-hmm. Or is it like you actually are striving to look like Christ in your life? Yeah. I don't know. Easier said than done. Yeah. Like I said. <laughs> but I don't know. You know. I don't know. Check your heart. <laughs> Check your heart. Yeah. And how can you challenge listeners right now so that like we don't just keep this conversation and then be like, oh, that was really good. You know, like how do we carry that outside of just like these past like 30 minutes it was a challenge yeah a charge <laughs> it's also a charge for myself thing yeah. <laughs> um i think i have two things Get possibly it. three <laughs> here's here's your allowed checklist do you have a quiet time mm. um that was probably the biggest thing for me like i said going from oh, all my friends see that I've had a 35-day streak on the Bible app. I'm doing so good. Like, is it like that? Or is it like, no, I go to my hiding place and I don't come out until I'm full. Good. Like, and you're never going to be full, so that was kind of a joke. But, you know. (laughs) Anyways, and so, um, are you having a quiet time? Like, challenge yourself to get before the Lord in whatever way that looks like as long as your intentions are right and your heart is in the right place mm-hmm. it can be five minutes it can be an hour it can be prayer it can be reading your bible it can be having a gospel conversation like i don't oh worship time of worship yeah. you know it can look like <laughs> it can look like whatever it needs to look like for you to have time with the lord but do it because you cannot be full i promise you life is draining yeah like it's so draining everybody is busy everybody's stressed out (laughs) yeah but take the time to do it whatever that looks like in whatever capacity second thing if you're a believer mm, actually pretty much everything i'm saying is if you're a believer yeah sorry no it's kind of biased but whatevs um second thing if you really want to grow and you want to challenge yourself 
get an accountability partner. Amen. <laughs> Introducing Gracie. <laughs> so I have, we've talked about creating like a spiritual family, mm-hmm. you know, cause you have like your friendships and you have like your physical family, but uh, it's kind of hard for you to like make a spiritual family, especially in like this walk of life at college. It's, it's a little different, um, but do it and have people that are going to hold you accountable. And like I said, those are people in your life that you can call in the middle of the night and they'll answer to like walk you off a cliff. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so um, those are people that understand. So I love that Gracie is my accountability partner because we're both freshmen in college. Yeah. We're both on dark campuses, not like any campuses, like perfect. Yeah, anything. you know. Yeah. But um, like we have sometimes we have like the same classes. Like we're taking things that we understand, and she obviously was a cheerleader, and so like she understands like what that team looks like for me also. And so having somebody that holds you accountable that is in your stage of life is so important and like vital yeah to keep you grounded third and last thing a part of your spiritual family is having a mentor so somebody that's older than you that's wiser than you as much as you don't like that you don't know everything like you need somebody like that in your life um they can be five years older than you they can be 20 years older than you doesn't really matter as long as there's somebody in your life that's like Ugh, I was your age. I was young yeah. and dumb once. <laughs> like, have people like that in your life that you can ask questions to that are different than, like, your parents? Because, yes, like, your parents can lead you and guide you, but I think it's easier to be, at least for me, easier to be more vulnerable, mm-hmm. I guess, with somebody that is a friend rather than family. Yeah. I don't know. Figure out your limits and... um go find your friends and stuff because that's that's a really big thing for me at Mm. least that's how I've been challenging myself is like yeah tonight at eight I have BCM do I want to go do I want to study do I want to (laughs) sleep hard choice you know so you know challenge yourself like do the things that are gonna help you in your spiritual life not your physical life true (laughs) because your physical life is temporary (laughs) that's so good that was a that's long tangent. No. Sorry about it. <laughs> Love it. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you, Jesse, for your wise words. Um, thank you guys for listening to and continuing to support me. And again, if you guys ever need someone to reach out to or to talk to, please reach out on my social media. I've had, every time I post a new episode, like more and more people reach out. So do not think it's weird <laughs> to reach out. I promise you, like, Jesse, plug your social media. Go. Pretty much everything is at Jesse Cortez with two Z's, J E S S I, not I E. No. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much everything is at Jesse Cortez with two Z's. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Facebook is probably like Jessica Cortez. Yeah. I don't like really know. You can find me on like everything. So. Yeah. I was about to say too, like Snapchat and Instagram. Instagram's Gracie underscore Woody and Snapchat is just Gracie Woody. All together, no space. Please reach out and please talk to us. Ask us questions. We would love to meet you or just answer. Even if it seems like it's dumb or like, hey, I just need prayer for this. Please reach out. We would love to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening. And I love y'all so much. Bye. <laughs>